by his grace and by his mercy, we are still here in the name of Jesus. So we thank him, hallelujah, for waking us up this morning. Praise the Lord. I know that's a cliche phrase nowadays. Thank the Lord for waking me up this morning. But I really thank God for waking me up. Hallelujah. I thank him. Amen. Hallelujah. Your family could have been crying over your dead corpse this morning. Hallelujah. They could have been devastated this morning. Hallelujah. Because you didn't open your eyes. But thank the Lord Jesus Christ. We are still here today. Hallelujah. My God, we take some of this stuff for granted. Hallelujah. We wake up and think we supposed to wake up. Hallelujah. My God, because you've been doing it for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 60, 70, 80, 90, some of us 100 years. We've been waking up every single day. Hallelujah. You think that's what you're supposed to do. Praise the Lord. Don't you know it was the grace of God that breathed on you this morning and said, wake up. Hallelujah. Some of y'all think your alarm clock woke you up this morning. Your alarm clock ain't wake you up. Your alarm clock probably alerted you, but it didn't wake you. Because if you dead, your alarm clock can't get you up. Am I right about it? If your alarm clock woke you up, the dead people in the grave will get up. Praise the Lord. Your alarm clock just alerts you, but if God don't allow you to hear it, praise the Lord. How in the world are you going to get up? Hallelujah. So I give God praise. Praise the Lord for waking me up this morning. I told you it's a cliche, but when you think about it, you will give him the glory. And give him the honor. Hallelujah. Because he didn't have to do it. Come on and talk to me. Hallelujah. You ain't been doing all you're supposed to do in God's eyesight. Praise the Lord. And God still showed his love on you this morning. Hallelujah. My God, some of you been sinning this morning, sinning yesterday, and sinning all week long. And God say, I'm going to give you another chance. <laughs> you ain't got my Holy Ghost, but I'm going to still give you another chance. Hallelujah. You ain't got my spirit down inside of you, but I'm going to give you another chance. Hallelujah. My God, you should wake up and say, Lord, I'll give you the glory for giving me another chance to get myself together. Praise the Lord. Because if you die without the Holy Spirit, you're going to bust hell wide open. Praise the Lord. Just as sure as it's almost 60 degrees outside, you're going to bust hell wide open. Front row ticket huh? to the gates of hell. Praise the Lord. You're going to have front row seat. Hallelujah. My God, with everybody else that's walking beside you. Praise the Lord. But you don't want to go there. Hell wasn't made for you. How many know that? Hell wasn't made for you. Praise the Lord. But what are you serving God for? Why are you here this morning? Hallelujah. You here because he here and she here? Or you here because you really want to get your spirit right with the Almighty? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Better make sure your heart is right. And make sure you're following Jesus for the right reasons. Hallelujah. Don't just follow him because she follow him and he follow him. And I want to please the past and I want to see this person. No. I've had people tell me they're coming to church to see me. <laughs> they don't come see me. I'm happily married. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. I invite some young ladies to church. They, you going to be there? Yeah, I'm going to be there. I come see you. They don't come see me. I'm married, baby. Uh, I don't call them baby. They're getting wrong. I'm married. Oh. But see, some people don't even care about that. 
but thank God for a mind to serve him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Nowadays, the cat chased the dog. The dog used to chase the cat. No, no one that went over y'all head. <laughs> women chasing men. Men used to chase women. And I'd be looking at women like, oh, if you're throwing yourself at me like that, what make you think I want you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because well, who else you done threw yourself at? What I'm about to get tired up with. Huh? Praise the Lord. It's good to have a saved spouse. Praise the Lord. It takes some stress off of you. Praise the Lord. It takes some stress off of you. Because you can have confidence. If you know your spouse and know they got a heart to please God, not to please you, but to please God, you got confidence in them that they're going to do the right thing. Even if they're in the midst of a bunch of women. Huh? I thank God my wife ain't jealous. Mm, I thank God for that. Praise the Lord. If she is jealous, she hide it. <laughs> I'm talking to her, but if she is jealous, she don't show it. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I'd be talk I, I I can get a phone call at two in the morning, it could be a lady, and she know I ain't doing nothing crazy. I ain't got to be in the room talking to her. I can I can go in another room and talk to her. My wife ain't thinking nothing crazy. Praise the Lord. Why? She got confidence in me that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a pastor, and not even as a pastor, as a man, to please God. Praise the Lord. And the same thing with her. She get it. She on the phone at 3 a.m. I said, who you talking to? Andrew. Oh, okay. I'm going somewhere else. I ain't worried about her. I'm serious. I'm not worried. I ain't just talking. I'm not worried about her. Look at all the boys up here smiling. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A benefit of having a Holy Spirit-filled spouse. Ooh, that would be a teaching right there, won't it? <laughs> benefit of having a saved spouse. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's why people shouldn't go in the, and some of y'all want to get married. Some of y'all kids want to get married one day and, and, and have children. And they already tell me, I want to be a mommy. And they're just four years old, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you know what? Amen. Make sure your spouse is saved. Don't mean, don't mean, my bitch, you teach us that. Don't go outside and, if you save, why are you going to go outside the church to get a husband or to get a wife? Get somebody who's saved. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But even in that, when you're married, you still got to serve God for yourself. Because my wife is talking to somebody at three in the morning. She got to deal with God. Hmm? I ain't worried about it. I got confidence in her that she ain't cheating or, or, or trying to do something crazy, right? I ain't worried about it. But for if she is, guess what? God might show me a dream about it. <laughs> huh? Amen. But then she got to face God with that guilt. Hmm? See, that's a lot of things. That's something that gets people when they walk into sin. They sin. And God may forgive them, but they still got the guilt of sin in them. Your spouse may forgive you, but you still got the guilt of sin in you. Ain't that something? But that's the beautiful thing about the blood of Jesus Christ. 
When you understand what the baptism in Jesus' name does for an individual, it don't only wash away your sins, but it washes you from the guilt of sin. Praise the Lord. We got a packed house tonight. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Today, amen. Amen. Listen, the guilt of it washes you from the guilt of sin. Praise the Lord. Amen. See, God may forgive you and you still feel bad about it but for yourself. You did wrong and God has forgiven you, but within yourself, you still thinking for weeks, Lord, I done messed up, I done jacked up. And, and God said, I done forgave you. Amen. He's faithful and just. He who confess his sins, God is faithful and just to forgive them. Amen. Forgive them. That's for people who are saved. If you ain't saved, you need to repent. <laughs> repent is turning from the sin. Confession is for people who saved. You already saved, but you done slipped. Right? Amen. And now you need to confess that. Acknowledge that you did wrong. You got to say, I'm faithful and just to forgive you. Why is that? Because you got to be honest with yourself. And this transitions to what we want to talk about this morning. Being honest about why you're walking with God. Why are you doing it? Be honest about why you're walking with God. So first scripture, we're going to get a second Corinthians chapter 13. Second Corinthians chapter 13. Amen. Thank God for you out there at Raytown. God bless you in Jesus' name. If you find yourself, amen, not doing anything, come on by and visit with us in Jesus' name at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Amen. And Tuesday and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We are here for you in Jesus' name. Tuesday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. We are here for you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And when you have that, I want you to find verse number 5. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. And we have that say amen. amen. <clears throat> Verse 5. What's the first two words there? Examine yourself. Uh, I ain't here. I heard one person. What is it? Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Praise the Lord. When you examine yourself, you got to be honest with yourself. Why are you walking with Jesus? Why are you here today, this morning, in this building? Why do you worship him? Why are you, what, why are you doing what you do? Praise the Lord. Because some of us are doing things and our heart is not really in it. Come on and talk to me. You're doing, you're doing, you're going through the motions because you know what church is supposed to look like. But is that a good reason to do it? Your heart not in it. And the Bible says where your heart is, that's where your treasures will be also. So he said, set your affections on things above and not on things on earth. Praise the Lord. 
So 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, he says, examine yourself. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at the person sitting next to you. Look at yourself. Praise the Lord. Some people have this mindset, or they say it out of their mouth. Well, I'm trying to get my family saved. Well, get yourself saved first. This lady told me, she said, um, I'm going to the, it was the, um, the <laughs> this was back in North Carolina. She was going to the drug house, the crack house. And she was strung out on drugs. Now her daughter doing it. In the same house, getting strung out where she got strung out at. So I'm sitting there talking to her, you know, in the community, just talking to her. And, and I said, why are you doing it? Her excuse was this. What I'm doing, crying or whining. <laughs> I'm doing it because I want my daughter to see how bad I am and how bad I'm off by doing it. So hopefully she won't do it. Huh? So you're going to be a bad example to show somebody else you shouldn't do it because look at me. How about you be a good example? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But that was her reasoning. That was her reasoning. What's your reason? Why are you doing what you do? What's your reason? Why are you here today? What's your reason? I hope your reason is because you want to please Jesus Christ. Because you shouldn't come to church to please me. Praise the Lord. You shouldn't come to church because, well, he got a small church and I don't want him to feel bad if I don't show up. No, there ain't no good reason. <laughs> so I'm going through what some people think. He got a small church, and if I don't show up, ain't nobody going to be there. I want, some, I want to talk to somebody. <laughs> you know, we had people leave this church, and then God replaced them with two more people. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Even when I was back in uh, North Carolina, we had two people leave the church. <laughs> I ain't going to get into all the business, but... <laughs> Two people left. God replaced them. Well, they left because of. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on it. But they left, and guess what? They were the individuals who were supplying most of the money for the tithes and offering because everybody else was college students. And you know what the Lord did? Bishop would go down to the church. And see money just laid out on the floor. We had one of them mail slots like this one here. But it was in the door. $1,000 laid out on the floor. $200 laid out on the floor. Envelope of money. My wife was the one who went, opened the door one time, I believe, right? And had an envelope full of money. She calling bitch like, it's an envelope. Don't know who it came from. Ain't that something? Praise the Lord. We've done stuff in this church. Amen. This goes to sacrifice. We've done stuff in this church to help out other things, to help out. 
And the Lord, the amount of money that we gave to help out, the Lord sent somebody to replace it. And they still replacing it. <laughs> they, replaced, they replaced what we helped out. They replaced it in two weeks. And God's still using individuals. Praise the Lord. And, and giving us, an, an, I ain't going to say an abundance, but giving us, it's, it's helping. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God is faithful. So why will, will, you, will you be faithful to him? Huh? He's faithful. Will you be faithful to him? Amen. Yeah, we understand that sometimes things don't go right in life, right? And things ain't always going to be beautiful. We want them to be, but it's just not going to happen. Life throws you a curveball, right? A speed pitch that you can't hit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Life is not going to be smooth sailing all the time. We understand that. You're going to have pain. You're going to have misfortune. You're going to have viruses. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Your body's going to have difficulties. Praise the Lord. But if you're serving God because it's in your heart to serve him, it's going to be hard to shake you, baby. Woo! Hallelujah. It's going to be hard to shake you. I'm going through a difficult time right now at work, but guess what? That ain't determining how I serve God. I ain't sitting here like, Lord, why me and why you making this happen? Lord, fix it. And yeah, I'm praying, Lord, help me out. I'm praying that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm praying that. Amen. But I ain't thought not one time, Lord, why are you making me go through this right now? I ain't thought that. I'm just going through it. Praise the Lord. Have ailments with the body and foot hurting. I couldn't stand up on my foot sometimes some mornings I wake up. <laughs> Almost falling over. Had to hold on to the wall limping. Until, until I worked it out. But y'all don't know that. You might have seen me limping a few times like months ago. But you, I ain't complaining about it. I prayed about it. Guess what? I was thinking of it. I was like, you know what? My foot ain't been hurting lately. <laughs> My foot ain't been hurting lately. And I ain't even think about it. It's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. See, God will bless you sometimes so smoothly and so swiftly that you forget to say thank you. That's right. Huh? He ain't coming my time when I wanted him to. I was praying for months. Lord, help me now. Come on now. What's going on? <laughs> I said, well, I'm just going to deal with it. And you know what? My mindset was, well, if I can feel the pain, I know I'm still alive. <laughs> I ain't dead. Praise the Lord. If I feel the pain, I know I'm still alive. Praise the Lord. Because things could be worse. Praise the Lord. That's looking at the silver lining and things. That's looking at all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose. Praise the Lord. Maybe I'm going through that because somebody got some pain in their body. I need to tell you, you can hold on. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it ain't fun. Uh-uh. It ain't fun. As I can tell you when it started, it happened last March when my foot started giving me trouble. March of 2023, my heels started giving me some trouble. Praise the Lord. And for months it was like that. Amen. I had to buy insults for my shoes, trying to 
See if that'll help with the pain. <laughs> and here lately, it ain't been hurting. I walk, I get up, and I just walk. <laughs> but I used to, whoo, hold up. Woo, hold up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But God will come through so smoothly and so swiftly at times and bless you, and you don't even realize you got blessed. Amen. But examine yourself. Why are you doing what you do? Why are you doing what you do? And if you ain't doing it for the right reason, you need to find your right reason. Examine yourself. Praise the Lord. That's even for the children. Y'all need to learn how to walk with God. It's good for y'all to be here. It's good, it's good when your parents trust other adults enough to let you go with them to church. Praise the Lord. Your guardians and parents didn't have to let me pick you up. They didn't have to do that. Because I don't let my children go with anybody. <laughs> uh -huh. Spend a night, what? No. <laughs> they come over here and spend a night. You ain't going to. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But it's a blessing when they trust you enough to be able to do that. Examine yourself, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates? A reprobate means you are beyond the hope of salvation. That's what reprobate. The Bible talks about God has given them over to a reprobate mind. Praise the Lord. These, um, he was talking in Romans chapter 1. He was talking about, amen, how the men have left the natural use of the woman. And the woman leaving the natural use of the man. Men with men and women with women working that which is unseemly. Praise the Lord. And God had warned them. But they would not stop. And so he said, therefore, God has given them up to a reprobate mind. And seared their conscience with a hot iron. Good God Almighty. Woo-wee. Y'all ever burned a shirt with the iron? And it turned black? It, no, I don't care how much water you put on that burnt spot. What happened is that hot iron has glued the fabric together and turned it black. And I don't care how much water you run over it, that water not going to penetrate that spot, is it? It's going to run off. And that's what's happening with people. They're not obeying the word of God. God is warning them and warning them. And at some point, God says, you know what? Go ahead and do what you want to do. He's given them over to a reprobate mind has seared their conscience with the hot iron. The word of God cannot even penetrate them. Good God Almighty. Ain't that something? That's why you got to examine yourself. And the thing about it, people say, I go to a, 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 they got gay churches now. Oh, yeah. Gay churches. Praise the Lord. And we, we, we I was just talking to an individual before we came here. And I told him, we don't condemn nobody. We ain't condemning nobody. Everybody's welcome to come here. We just want you to change when the word of God gets in you. People use this phrase, uh, come as you are. Amen. Come as you are. And come as you are, there's no Bible for that. 
But I do like the phrase. Come as you are. And that's what we said. The Bible says come as you are. Now you're lying. The Bible don't say that. You heard somebody say the Bible said that, but you ain't researched to see if the Bible really said it. And that's what's happening in a lot of these churches today. The preacher saying a lot of stuff and people ain't researching if the preacher really reading out the Bible. Right. <laughs> it's going along with it. Yeah. The Bible said, the Bible said. Some of that stuff sound right. Y'all heard it before? The Bible said you won't be able to know the seasons from each other. Y'all ever heard that before? Yeah. That ain't no Bible. <laughs> it sounds like it, but it ain't. <laughs> Y'all ever heard it before? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. That ain't no Bible. It sounds good and it sounds pretty, but ain't no Bible for it. Nowhere in the Bible it say God the Son or God the Holy Ghost. You don't find that in the Bible, but it sounds good. You got people touching their forehead. God the Father, touch their heart. God the Son, and they touch left and right. God the Holy Ghost. Ain't nowhere in the Bible it say God the Holy Ghost, <laughs> but it sounds right. It sounds good, but it ain't no Bible for it. The Bible said, come as you are. The Bible didn't say come as you are. Yeah, we like that phrase and we want people to come as they are, but we don't have plans for you to stay the way you are. We want you to be delivered. Praise the Lord. Examine yourself. Turn to John chapter 6. The Gospel of John chapter number 6. Amen. Um... <clears throat> chapter 6 and I want you to find verse number 1 John chapter 6 verse 1 so why are you following Jesus amen if you're going to follow Jesus Make sure you're at least taking the steps to, towards salvation. Okay. Make sure you have been baptized in Jesus' name. Not Father, Son, Holy Ghost, but in Jesus' name. And from there, you can use that as a foundation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And as you work to repent. See, after you repent, God will come in and fill you with the Holy Ghost. After you repent. But, see, I hadn't repented in my heart when I had got baptized. I still had things in my heart. When I say it was in my heart, I literally mean it was in my heart. There was sin that I wanted to do before I got right with God. Some of y'all might be thinking that. Well, before I get all the way right with God, I want to, you know, um, I want to do this and I want to do that. <laughs> we had a lady ask me one time, said, uh, how long y'all think y'all going to be here in this church? <laughs> <laughs> I said, why? But I already knew why she was asking. I, 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 either I had the intuition or the Lord told me. <laughs> I said, why? But the reason she was asking was because she wanted to go out and sin and wanted to know when I'm done sinning, will I be able to come back? So she asked, um, how long y'all think y'all going to be here in this church? I said, well, I mean, why are you asking that? And I had already had this intuition or the Lord told me that that was what it was for. Praise the Lord. And guess what? Went out and sinned. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But people got, the, people got this mindset that, but, but see, this is the thing. You don't know when it's going to be your last day. You don't know that. You might go out there to sin and die in the sin. 
and don't have time to repent. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 1, John 6 and 1. I want to get over to verse 25, but I want to read, start at, we're not going to read 1 through 25, but we're going to read here to, uh, because it goes along with when we get over to verse 25. So let's look here about uh, the five loaves and the two fish. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. So why did they follow him? Because they saw the miracles, which he did on them that were diseased, right? Again, we're talking about why are you following Jesus? Why are you coming to church? Why are you here, right? Examining yourself, asking these questions. So we see why these people followed him, right? They followed him because of the miracles that they saw. Verse 3, and Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh, was near. Verse 5, John 6 and 5, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company coming to him. He said unto Philip, whence, that, whence shall we buy bread? that these may eat. And this he said to prove him. Praise the Lord. He said this to test him. For he himself knew what he would do. So Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Right? But he tested Philip saying, where can we buy some bread and so these people may eat? Philip answered, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. What every one of them may take a little. That every one of them may take a little. So Philip said, Lord, listen, we got two penny worth of bread, praise the Lord, and that ain't enough to feed all these people. Verse 8, look, notice he said, it's not sufficient. <laughs> With God, everything is sufficient. It's enough. That was sufficient. It's enough. Verse 8, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. The lad is a little kid. He got two barley loaves and five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? This is only a little bit amongst all these people we have. Verse 10, and Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down and number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise the fishes as much as they would. Can you imagine them, 12 disciples going around giving food to 5,000 men? That'd take a long time, right? You, you, it's a, a, a field full of grass. 5,000 people sitting down in it. And you got 12 servants serving them. <laughs> like a restaurant. It's going to take a long time to get that food, right? But they walked and they, and, and think about 5,000. They had to go way down to the field to reach the people in the back. Then had to walk back up to get more loads. And then walk way back down again. Just think about that process. But they fed them, right? Verse 11, and Jesus took the loads. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. And the disciples 
to them that were set down, and likewise the fishes as much as they would. Verse 12, when they were filled, he said unto the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Praise the Lord. So now, he tell you, we got, we got leftovers. We, it, Andrew said, and Philip said, we didn't have enough to feed everybody, but Jesus blessed it, and we got leftovers. Praise the Lord. Every, when you got God, somebody said, when, if, you got, if you lose everything, if you got Jesus, you got enough to start over again. Because he is sufficient. Yes. Praise the Lord. Therefore, verse 13, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments and the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. And those men that they had seen the miracle, and those men... When they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of truth the prophet that should come into the world. And Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king. He departed again into a mountain himself alone. So they realized, oh, this is God in the flesh. He said, they're going to try and make me a king. And he said, no, I, I, need, I need to get out of here. And he left. Now jump over to verse 25. So we see what happened, right? They will follow him because of the miracles. Then he used the five fish and the five loaves and the two fish and fed the five thousand. There was another miracle, right? Look at verse 25. We're talking about why are you following Jesus? And when they had found him on the other side of the sea. So now Jesus walks on water. Okay. So Jesus, they, he start walking the, the, the part, the disciples go on the ship and then Jesus started walking on water, and the storm came, and they thought it was a ghost and all that. Y'all remember that story, right? And he's walking on water, and, 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 and so now they get here to verse 25. When they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? When did you come here? Verse 26, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, You seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because you did eat the loaves and were filled. Why are you following him? You following me because I gave you something to eat and I filled your belly up. You'll be amazed at how many people want to come to church just so they can try and get a meal. Praise the Lord. They come to church just so they can get a meal. They walk in, and, and my discernment says, mm-hmm, I know why you're coming. <laughs> you want, they think the church is a bank. <laughs> they think the church is, <laughs> praise the Lord, uh, ATM. <laughs> praise the Lord. They walk in here, and, they, and, and they, they're not coming in here because they want the word. They don't want the bread of life. They just want the bread. Natural. <laughs> they don't want the bread of life spiritual. Hmm? Give us this day our daily bread. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Why are you following him? Why are you coming? So we see why they were coming. You seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat the loaves and were filled. When they saw the miracles, they realized, oh, this must be the Messiah. This is him who the prophets said would come. And they wanted to make, some of them wanted to make him a king. He, Jesus perceived they wanted to make him a king. 
She said, no, no, I got to get out of here. Praise the Lord. I'm not going to be high and lifted up right now as a king. I'm going to be high and lifted up on that cross when I die for them. Praise the Lord. Verse 27, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life. You see that? Don't, don't, don't come follow Jesus because of natural stuff, but follow him for spiritual things. Which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Come to God for spiritual blessings. Amen? Don't come to him for natural things. Now, that's a benefit. You will receive natural things. Turn to Matthew chapter 6 and we'll close right here. That's a benefit. When you come to God for spiritual things, one of the benefits is that he will provide you with natural things. <clears throat> uh, Matthew chapter 6 and uh, verse number 19. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19. And we have that say, I'm with you. So, come on, Facebook. You acting up on me today. Praise the Lord. We see, so we see, we see why these people were following him. And Jesus basically telling them, you follow me for the wrong reasons. You following me for the wrong meat. You looking for the natural meat which perish. But you should be trying to follow me for the spiritual meat. Praise the Lord. Look at verse uh, 19. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Hmm? Don't lay yourselves up treasures on earth. He told you what can happen with it. It can rust. It can be corrupted. And people can break in and steal it. Verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. You can't steal what I got because Jesus gave it to me. And it's spiritual. Right? You can't reach inside of me and snatch the Holy Ghost out of me. Amen. You can't reach inside of me and snatch my joy out of me. Praise the Lord. But if I got some money, you can take that. You can steal that. It can burn up. It can get sweaty and crumbly. And all, but when you got spiritual gifts or blessings, it can't be taken from you. Praise the Lord. Nobody can steal it from you. Why? Praise the Lord. He said, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Praise the Lord. Jump down to verse uh, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So before he got to this point here, if you start reading at verse 25 over to verse 32, he starts teaching people about worrying. Don't worry. He said, take no thought for your life. Take no thought for what you shall eat or what you shall drink or what you shall put on. He said, because your heavenly father, he'll take care of you. Praise the Lord. Don't worry. Don't be distressed. Amen. Trust God. He's going to do it. Right. Verse 33. He then says, but seek ye first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Every necessity you need, he's saying, I will add it to you. That's the natural stuff. Not, not, don't, don't come after God for the meat that perishes. Don't come after God for the things on earth, right? But come after him for seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See, it ain't one, then step two. Kingdom of God first, righteousness second. No, these are two things that you seek together. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. These are things you seek. And then everything else you need, God will supply it. God will add it. So you ain't coming to God for the natural things like these people in John chapter 6. They were coming to him because he gave them food and, and, and they wanted more food. And He said, you ain't seeking me because of the miracles. You seeking me because I gave you something to eat and I filled you up. But don't seek for that meat that perisheth. Seek for the meat that don't perish. Praise the Lord. So if you seek after the kingdom of God and his righteousness, do what you can do in order to serve God. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent of your sins. Get baptized in Jesus' name. God can bless you. Amen. And if you seek him for him. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness is that everything else will be added unto you. Look at verse 34 and we'll close. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Amen. What that scripture means is that every day has its own tests, struggles, and challenges. So don't look at tomorrow. Focus on today. Focus on God today. Don't focus on tomorrow because sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. That means every single day have its own evils, has its own trials, has its own difficulties, right? But you don't, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. You worry about today. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you want to be saved, praise the Lord. For all of you listening to us on Spotify, the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For all of you out here in Raytown, amen, I'm Pastor Brandon. God bless you. We invite you to come over and visit with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. and on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. At 7 p.m., you can follow us, New Ransom Jesus Church. Again, that's New Ransom Jesus Church. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and also Spotify in the name of Jesus Christ. And TikTok, if you got that as well, in Jesus' name. So God bless you. We invite you to come over and visit with us anytime in Jesus' name. Sundays at 11 a.m., Tuesday and Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you in Jesus' name.